Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gilbert Garcia. A tip from Gilbert. I thank you for joining us here on this Labor Day weekend. Here it is Monday at 11 o'clock, so it is time for a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. We do this every Monday, of course, from 11 to 11.45. And just as a reminder, we want call-ins. Call in, call in. 281-837-2222. Or write me, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. And again, going forward, we're going to have a lot more community leaders to talk about what's going on in the community. Hear this on Labor Day. I've got a song, one of my favorites. I always like to play a song here. This is gospel music, of course, so I thought let's have some religious music, things to be grateful for. And, of course, there are four great rock operas in the community. There's Jesus Christ Superstar, there's Tommy, there's Godspell, and there's Hair. Well, one of my favorite songs from Godspell is the song Day by Day. And we're going to hear that in just a second. The lyrics are just so simple. And it, all this stuff comes from uh, a prayer that was ascribed to the 13th century English bishop, St. Richard of Chichester. I probably said that incorrectly. But the song goes just day by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things I pray. So there are three things this person prays. And the first to see thee more clearly. I'm sure a lot of us wish we could get messages from God a lot more clearly to give us direction. The second is love thee more dearly. That's beautiful right there in and of itself. And the third, follow thee more nearly. Again, we're all disciples of our great creator, God and Jesus. And so very quickly, let's hear that song, Day by Day, that's God's spell. Master. enjoyed that song. I love that song. And you know, it just makes you want to clap. It just makes you want to stand. It just makes you want to put your arms out. It just makes you want to sway your body back and forth. It's just one of those songs. And it reminds me of, uh, I have visited many, uh, I'm a Catholic. uh, And of course, I love my church. But I have visited several of these wonderful Baptist churches. Uh, Pastor Max Miller, some of his other the pastors as part of the Baptist Ministers Association. And I'm going to tell you, it's a happening when you go to a Baptist church. It's not like my Catholic church. Uh, you, you know, people are standing, they're moving, they're shaking, their hands are in the air. And oh my God, all the colors, the colorful suits, the incredible hats. It, it's just an experience. And that is why I just love visiting some of my uh, friends and in the community, some of my pastor friends in their churches. And these aren't just masses. You know, mass means that's what we call our our church service, mass in the Catholic Church. These aren't masses. These are like, I mean, 
the, the, the pastor gets at a whole 90-degree angle when he's there singing and screaming. But one of the things that I thought was amazing is how they recognize the youth. And I saw uh, Pastor Max Miller bring forward a lot of the youth in the church, brought them forward, and had them, you know, in front of the whole community and would read out their accomplishments, whether it was good grades, good behavior in school, all of those things. And that just warms my heart because, remember, that's the seed corn of our community, those kids. And so we'll be having a pastor uh, join us here soon as he will not only tell us a little bit about what's going on in his church, but he'll also say a prayer for us all. And boy, with this COVID, we need some prayer. But the most important thing about prayer is it brings us together as a community because there's a lot of good going on in this world. And we hear too much of this and that and everybody's down in the COVID. But, you know, there are stories of people coming together and there's so much goodness in the world. And I do want to make sure everybody remembers, go see your doctor about this vaccine. Uh, I'm not saying to get vaccinated, although I think it's a good idea to get vaccinated. But go see your doctor and hear what the doctor has to say. And nowadays, there are people that will pay you to get vaccinated, whether it's the county, whether it's other things, whether it's employers. And so I'm just going to read off a couple of vaccination sites. And producer, whenever we have Pastor Walker come in, just go ahead and patch them on through. But I'm just going to read some of the vaccination sites. And again, you can call. Walk-ins are, are wanted. These are all the Houston Health Department fixed vaccination sites. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a $150 gift card incentive. So it's at Acres Home Multi-Service Center there on Montgomery. Hiram Clark Multi-Service Center. There's La Nueva Casa de Amigos Health Center. There's the Magnolia Multi-Service Center. The Northside Health Center. Sharpstown Health Services. Southwest Multi-Service Center, Sunnyside Health Center, Plaza Americas, and Tidwell Park. All of those, they have different hours, uh, but they're all there uh, administering the vaccination for free. But I also want to mention some pop-up sites. You got to hand it to these places because a pop-up site means... They're temporary. Most of these things are just weekly, but they're there to, again, make sure people are getting vaccinated. So there's the Regent Care Center of Kingwood. There's the U.S. District Court here on Rusk. There's the Terabella Health and Wellness Suites. The Children's Museum of Houston. Of course, a lot of you know that I've been very supportive of the Children's Museum, primarily because... I have four kids that have gone through those museums over these last 25 years. But the Children's Museum of Houston has a pop-up center. Cullen Park has a pop-up vaccination. Beck's Prime, can you believe that? Way to go, Beck's Prime. Get a burger and get a vaccination. So right there, Beck's Prime on Westheimer. Stevenson Middle School. Christian Adair Park and the Sunny Flea Market. 
These are all temporary vaccination sites. They're called pop-up sites. And I really mean it, Houstonians. Go see your doctor. Uh, obviously, if you have any sort of predisposed medical condition or something like that, well, I understand. But go see your doctor. They know your body. They know what's best. And they'll give you good guidance. So make sure you do that. We'll have Pastor Alvin Walker momentarily. And then something we're doing later. Excuse me? Pastor, are you there? I'm ready. Pastor Walker. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, my friend, and welcome to this show. This is my fifth episode of A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. We do it every Monday from 11 to 11.45 here on KWWJ, which is Gospel 1360, as well as 96.9 FM. So, Pastor, let me ask you, how are you doing, and how's your your community there? And wait, tell our listeners here, Where's your beautiful church, and what's been happening with y'all during this COVID? Well, we are doing well, still trying to do the right thing with this pandemic still in our midst. But I'm located in Sunnyside on Toledo Street. Been there at that church for 43 years. Uh, been pastor 17. Uh, our congregation is a loving, family-type-oriented congregation of love, praise to God. Uh, we have an outreach ministry every fourth Saturday that goes to the Covenant House to try to respond to those young adults who have been uh, somehow uh, gotten into different situations and we try to give them a positive environment from the members They bring items to help those that need so we do that, and we have a, a senior citizen ministry at the church that we do things for our seniors, like first things, especially during this pandemic, buying groceries for them, taking care of their needs. Well, Pastor, let me ask you, you've been a pastor for 17 years, but you said you've been at the church for 43? I've been at the church for 43 years. My goodness, Pastor, that's wonderful. Let me ask you this, and this might be personal, but I always wonder, you know, how did you know you were called to Christ? You know, do you remember that moment? And, you know, did you say, Lord, not me? And then all of a sudden, here you are devoting your life to Christ and your community. Well, I tell you, Mr. Garcia, it was a a moment in my life when I was younger. God had laid it on my heart that I would be doing something for him down the line. For a long time, I did not really want to, to do anything but go to church on Sunday, go home. But then after a while, I had, a, uh, I had an incident that happened. Probably would take me a little longer to express this, but I'm sure every pastor uh, has different incidents that occur in their life that let them know that God has something uh, that He wants them to do. And mine's have to be: it was a car coming on. Uh, I was on a one-way street, a car heading towards me. 
the car missed me, and I ended up in the ditch. And I said, how did that happen? Because the only thing I could offer is a prayer, Lord, help me. And from that encounter, God let me know, I need you to preach my word. And from that moment on, I went into the ministry under the leadership of Pastor R.R. Hartwell at the time. And from that moment on, I knew that God wanted me something uh, better to do than what I was doing. That is such a wonderful story. You know, what's very interesting is uh, w- when you look at the community, the church has been such a backbone of the community for information, for things in the community, uh, for organizing, for support. What do you attribute that to? But it's just such a beautiful thing. Yes, the church is the backbone of the And I would say this, Garcia, especially this particular time that we're here, there is a lot of uh, trauma in our society, uh, and I don't have to express because I know you did flat out to But there is a need for spiritual ground where a person needs to have some spiritual help. I know we need physical help, but we need the Word of God. The Word of God can bring you a lot of things. I testify help in my life. Well, one thing that always gets me, Pastor, is, you know, you see so much anger on TV. You know, whether it's what's going on in Austin or people, you know, rioting at the Capitol, you know, there's just so much anger. And sometimes I just think people forget the whole concept of love your fellow human beings. I mean, just, you know, and just the old fashioned, just do the right thing. Um, How do we get people back on track, Pastor? Well, I think one of the things that has to happen we as a people, we have to love one another. Black, white, brown, Asian, we all are of the human race. We are a person, people. And we have to love each other, regardless of skin color, regardless of our nationality. If we get back to that basic foundation of the kind, love of each other, I think we can cross the bridge to break because we all have different opinions, but we can love I think that's right. And, Pastor, don't we all generally want the same things? We all want to sort of live a nice life. We all want to do things better for our kids. We want our kids to have a better life than sort of we had. We want to just, you know, enjoy the bounties that God has on this planet, leave it in a good place for the next generation. I mean, in reality, we all kind of want the same things, don't we? Amen. Amen. We all want to go in the same direction. The same direction. Yes, sir. The same direction. I like that, Pastor. The same direction. Go back to 43 years. So you've been 43 years at the church. Now, let me ask you, Pastor, are you married? I am. How long have have you been married? Been married for 45. Did you say 45 years? Yes, sir. Pastor, come on. 45 years? Amen to you and to your wife. Let me ask you this. What's the secret? 
there must be a secret for 45 years to be married and and to have strength in God together and and watch the community together. If you had to tell some young people out there that are on their journey of being married, they're getting married next week, what would you say is the secret? I would say when you get married, that's the beginning of a partnership. One of the things I've learned in my 45, 50 marriage is that there's going to be some times if my wife might not agree. But we can agree to discipline. And at the end of the day, whatever it is that might be going on in our lives, the thing that keeps us bonded together is being in love. I must just, I am as much in love with my wife now as I was when I first got married. I, I listen to my wife, and I think one of the, the greatest things of marriage is communication. When communication breaks, and then that really creates a problem. So you got to talk about it. Well, I know. Gotta, well, Pastor, my wife, now she makes it easy for me because if I don't listen to her, she'll make sure I listen to her. <laughs> you know what I mean, Pastor? I'm married to one of those, you know. Hot blooded, hot, hot blooded, hot tempered Latin women. She, she's just telling me. Let me tell you a quick story, Pastor, and and I appreciate you being with me all this long. Um, I used to be chairman of Metro, uh, the transit agency, and you know that can get to your head now and then because everyone's always singing your praises and calling you Mister Chairman and this and that. But let me tell you, when I got home, my wife would say, Mister Chairman. She goes, don't forget to take out the trash. Amen. Mr. Chairman. And then my daughter, who at the time was only like five years old, would get into it, and she'd say, she'd put out her hand with her little bottle. She goes, Mr. Chairman, more milk. (laughs) Those are the stories, Pastor, that I think keep us grounded. Uh, And they're beautiful stories. Well, tell us about your church. So y'all have not been in service. Is that right with COVID? When do you when do you think you're coming back? Uh, we're looking at trying to go back to full service by the end of December. We are gradually putting together some things in place, so hopefully the pandemic would have uh, gotten under control. With uh, as you know, in our city, we're trying to get as many vaccinated as possible just to be on the shows. And I think by the end of the year, we may get to a point where will be more safe so that's that's my thought well pastor it's been a pleasure I, I if i could ask one favor of you it'd be would you mind saying a blessing for us here in houston and just give us some hope and inspiration that we're going to get through this virus uh and these kids won't be impacted long term having lived through these times all right father in heaven we come at this time say thank you again. We thank you for this day that you have allowed us to witness. We pray now, oh God, for the people of this city, people of this state, people of the United States of America. Oh God, you know what we have been faced with for the last year and a half, COVID-19. That lives have been destroyed, families have been hurt by 
about the love. But, oh, God, we know you're still a loving kind God. So we pray that the blessings upon the leaders of this city. We ask that you continue to give them wisdom, the knowledge they need to be people of this great city. We pray for our schools. We pray for the teachers, the administration office. Give them what they need in order to teach our kids. Keep our kids safe, son. Then, oh God, we pray that you'll preach word on Sunday morning. It might be an inspiration to those that might listen to those that might listen to different social media. Oh God. Then I pray for Brother Garcia and this network. Oh God, continue to let them be a beacon light in times like this. Jesus' name I pray. Pastor, that was beautiful. Well, we're going to have you back on. And I thank you, Pastor, for joining us. And we'll see you soon, Pastor. Thank you. Enjoy your day, and may God be with you. Amen. That's Pastor Alvin Walker, of course, Houstonians. And I know we have another guest sort of there, uh, as they say, in the hole or in the hopper or on deck or all those things. So let's see if our guest is there. Maritza, are you there? Hi, I'm here. So I asked Miss Maritza to come on the line. Uh, Maritza to come on the line with us because someone told me uh, a wise person said if you really want to reach the people you reach them either through the Lord or you reach them through their pet and, and I don't know who told me that but whoever told me that had to be smart because you know all I notice is that everywhere I turn there are more dogs everywhere there are more pets everywhere people love their pets some people treat their pets like their children and so Maritza here, I invited her to come because she happens to be an entrepreneur and we need more entrepreneurs in our community, right? Both black and brown. And we need to support our entrepreneurs, both black and brown, right? Because that's how our community is going to rise and thrive and be successful. So you started two dog parks, right? Yeah, I did. You know, um, we started when I was 24. Um, and I recently celebrated my 30th birthday. <laughs> so it's been six Well, happy years. birthday. Now have two locations. So you've been six years as an entrepreneur. How many employees do you have at, at sort of at any one time together? Yeah, so we have about 50. So in total, there's about 50 of us together. That is so big. I so congratulate it you. Is. I mean, that's humongous. <laughs> uh, our firm... And, and for those of you out there in Houston, listen, our firm, I'm a money manager by trade. You know, we have uh, 37 employees and we manage just under $18 billion in assets, 50 employees. I mean, how do you keep them all motivated and how do you keep them all together? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it takes a lot. Definitely. It takes a village. And I'm so lucky. I'm blessed. I have such a great team behind me. Um, my two business partners are wonderful, and our management team, they're the best. Um, you know, and I always tell people it's hard to go about things like this alone. So without a team, oh, gosh, it, it would be almost impossible. So it's a lot of opinions and a lot of ideas with 50 people. Well, heck, yeah. Well, let me just remind our <laughs> listeners and producer, if we get a call in, go ahead and put them forward if you can and in case they have a question for Maritza. But call in, of course, at 281-837-2222. 
This is talk, inspiration, and prayer from me, a tip from Gilbert. We're on every Monday from 11 to 11.45. So Maritza, whenever times have been down and low, COVID and employees out, what do you turn to for your inspiration? You know, it's, it's a lot of faith, you know, that could be faith in each other, faith in my team, um, faith in a higher power, because um, there has to be something that drives you, because otherwise it's so much pressure to be in charge, you know, and so much pressure to know that you're in charge of everyone else as well. You know, you want to make sure you do the best for your team. Well, when you see all those dogs. And it does start that we have cute dogs around, too. <laughs> That's right. Let me ask you this. When you see all those dogs out there, and by the way, is it just dogs? Just okay. dogs for us. Just dogs. When you see all the dogs out there, do you ever say when they're out there running around, that's the bully, that's the sensitive dog, that's the friendly dog? I mean, do dogs have personalities like people? Oh, my gosh, yes. You know, we're often out there dictating a soap opera, if you will, because we know which dogs are best friends, which dogs are frenemies. We'll say certain dogs are dating. Oh, my <laughs> they have goodness. So much personality. Well, let me yes. add, so so you see these dogs and they're out there and they're running around and what's the thing they like to do the most? You know, we're pretty great um, ourselves and I have to toot my own horn at that or my business partner's horn, um, if you will, because he designed some really great amenities for our dogs. Uh, we have a call. Oh, I think we, let's say, hold on, stay with me, Maritza. We have a caller with a question. Go ahead, caller with a question. Oh, hello? Yes. You got me. This is Gilbert, a tip from Gilbert. Hello, my name's Chris. Um, I had a question. Um, since you have a expert on dogs at hand, um, my dad recently got into uh, quite a big accident. Thank the Lord he's okay, though. But I was wondering um, what your thoughts would be on uh, maybe getting him a dog to maybe... But it's, I, think that, I think that's a question about what do you call those when you need a dog to... I don't know the right word to just sort of make you feel better or, or to even like help you maneuver around. What do you call those service animals or, and I know speaking. Oh, hello? Of, yes. Oh, Hey Gilbert. I'm back on. <laughs> Is that Maritza? Yes, I'm back. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, we had a call from a young man named Chris who it sounds like his father had been in an accident. And he said, well, what do we think about an animal? to help him, a dog, a, a pet. And I was just saying that I'm familiar with service animals because I've seen them on the plane. So what do you think of that, Maritza? And is that a common thing? Does it work? What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think any pet owner, you know, whether that be dog, cat, kitty pig, <laughs> um, finds immense comfort um, and can find that their dogs, their pets can be so therapeutic. You know, maybe not taking on the challenge of getting a new puppy to run around first day, um, but even going to a shelter or a rescue to find an older, calmer dog, um, I think that would be fantastic. I mean, who, who does feel better at the end of the day seeing their pet? What is it about a pet that or a dog that makes it such a great companion for, for a person that's been through something traumatic or difficult? Or, you know, what is it about an animal? Because, you know, when you think about it, it's not like the animal can talk to you. Or maybe it can. Yeah, in some cases, that's better, right? <laughs> yeah, but maybe it can. I don't know. So what's what's the theory behind the therapeutic element of an animal? Yeah, absolutely. You know, dogs were domesticated about 30,000 years ago. 
Um, so they're really our best friend by design. And since then, um, we've bred them to serve totally different functions and purposes. You know, so some dogs are just inherently bred to comfort. Um, and that's what they were designed to do, you know. But I think that all of us can find elements in our own pets that offer comfort. You know, whether that's just wanting to be in the same room with us, snuggling with us, you know, giving us the motivation to move around even when we don't feel like it. Um, I just think that they're so important. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. That was a big help. Uh, I think it's, I've made my decision. Is this Chris? Yes, sir. So, first of all, our prayers go out to you and your family about your father. Uh, how's he doing? Share with us here in Houston. Uh, he's doing a lot better, and thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. But um, it, was, it was a little dark for a little bit, but it has gotten much better. Thank the Lord. God, thank the Lord is right. You know, it just goes to show you, Chris, life is so precious. It just You just never know when something's going to happen traumatic. And, you know, the Lord tests us in so many different ways, and you just never know where or how that test is going to be. Uh, we're hoping his spirits are high. How are his spirits? And I guess my view would be keep his spirits high because there's something about the miracle of of people's spirits and feeling good and positive. His spirits are definitely a lot better. He's definitely a lot better emotionally. It was, it was dark for a little bit, and this really puts a lot of things into perspective, but I'm just glad that he's here, and um, I'm glad that he's with us still. That's great. Do you all have a pet now? We do not. That's why we're thinking about it. We think it would help not only just him, but everyone else in the family. I think that sounds like a brilliant idea. You know, the one thing as a, I happen to have three dogs and I know it sounds silly, but you just got to do your own. Uh, I don't know the right word, um, but thoughtful uh, poop research because, <laughs> because the, one, the, the one thing that nobody ever wants to do is pick up the poop. And so make sure you think about that. Because when you see a big dog, you just know there's just big stuff. And just just keep that in mind. Um, yes, sir. And so, you know, well, that's so kind of you. Is there anything that you want to share as your wisdom of what you've learned to the another young family out there that might be struggling with something like that, an accident or some other unforeseen thing? What wisdom do you want to give them out there in Houston? I would definitely just say to stick with it because there's definitely a lot at the end of the tunnel. It does get better. I know it may not seem like that. I was down in the dumps for a while. But if you stick with it, just be supportive. But as long as, as long as you're still, as long as you keep faith, I think everything will be okay. Well, that is wonderful. Well, Chris, hats off to you and your family. We have nothing but prayers going your father's way and your whole family's way. And I think, uh, a dog would probably be a swell idea, but ask your mother and father first. I will. Uh, I'm going to talk another thing about, first of all, I, I feel for that family. Uh, you know, it's amazing how one moment can change your life so quickly, just like that. Unforeseen. Well, I had a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a pastor, Mauricio Marin. He uh, is a gentle giant. He's a big man, but he's kind of like a big teddy bear. You know, he's a, he's a big man with a big heart. 
They say everything's bigger in Texas. Well, there you go. There's Pastor Mauricio. And he got COVID. And I remember him telling me he got COVID. And I remember uh, his wife, Daisy, who's the most wonderful lady you'll ever meet. We almost lost Pastor Mauricio. And I remember how, you know, again, going back to Chris, I think he said it was dark or I don't know if he said it was deep. I don't recall his, his word choice again. But it was dark for a while. And everybody was pl- was praying for Pastor Mauricio. Everybody. All the churches, everyone here in my office, we were all praying for him. And it looked grim. And he was on a ventilator. And I even think the doctors told his lovely wife, he ain't going to make it. Can you imagine how she must have felt to hear those words? You know, I don't think he's going to make it. You better get your affairs in order. How can you get your affairs in order, right? Well, I know her. She was never going to give up, never going to succumb to that. And she prayed and prayed and prayed, and all of a sudden, Maurice, uh, Pastor uh, Mauricio is with us today. What a beautiful story. Uh, and I think if you know him, you understand. And for a while there, he had to wheel his oxygen around everywhere. So there he was going places with the air things in his nose and a little canister of oxygen everywhere and, and uh, seeing him and his spirits and how he was never going to get up, give up and never going to let that disease take him. Uh, now he's back to being his big bare self. And now, you know, I think the two of them, it's just done wonders to renew their faith. And it all goes back to that song we played today, day by day, because all of us really take it day by day. And when you think about when we're sitting there saying our prayers, when we say, oh, dear Lord, three things I pray. And those, of course, three things were to see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, and follow thee more nearly. And so as we get ready to sign off here in about two minutes, I just want to remind you all, of how incredible the power of prayer is for all of us. So let's pray for Chris's father. Let's pray for all those animals out there that serve as service animals to our soldiers, our veterans, and others who go through traumatic experiences. Let's pray for Mauricio uh, to fully recover and to tell his story to others, to give them hope. Let's pray for Pastor Walker and Pastor Walker and all of his things that he has done for the community and those 17 years that he's been a pastor and for the 43 years that he's been involved with his church. So let's pray for Pastor Walker, and let's pray for Houston. Let's pray for Houston that we get through this virus, that we're made stronger and that maybe some way we recognize we just need to be a, a little bit more appreciative 
of all the wonderful things that we have. So, producer, you can sign us off here with the wonderful Whitney Houston song. And let's just once again remind our listeners that this is a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45. You can call me at 281-837-2222 or write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. So that's a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday, 11 to 11.45. I want to thank our caller, Chris, who called in with a story about his father. I want to thank Maritza. I think having dogs and the power of dogs and the love, the unconditional love they give us is so beautiful. And I want to thank, of course, Pastor Walker, Alvin Walker, because to be sort of involved with the community for 43 years, married for 45, and to have been a pastor for 17 and more is such a beautiful story. And I really think going back to the great song, that great rock opera of Godspell, the song Day by Day, three things I pray, Lord, see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, and follow thee more nearly. So thank you, Facebook. Please send this around. Please call us at 281-837-2222, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Thank you, and signing off. We'll be back. 